Heights and Minds podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Al and there's Daniel and there's guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Minds podcast. Tights and Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Tights and Fights, the show where any woman or man with two hands has a fighting chance. I'm the Philadelphian destroyer, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined in the booth by my fellow leaders of the nation, a conversation, the Duchess of Podleyville, Danielle Radford. Thank you. I like to think I don't have the same amount of like weird head scarring. <laughs> but you could tape up your glasses. I could tape up my glasses. That would, that's true. That'd be a good look. That's a good look I for me. That's a good look, yeah. yeah. And I'm also joined by Brother Hero. What? what? Yeah. Open Mike Eagle. Okay. All right. Am I broken as well? Uh, you tell me. I don't know. How do you feel? I don't know how broke. Does somebody have to break you for you to be broken? Does Matt have to, to break you yeah. in specific for he's you to the, be broken? He's like the the um, the the head vampire. Yeah. Oh. Once you get rid of him, then everybody's fixed again. Oh, well, don't do that. Don't. No, yeah. never. No. Yeah. Never, never, never. Coming up on this week's show, the page turns to another suspension. WWE 2K and beyond, Hell's Bells to Yell in the Cell, and a lot more. But let's talk about No Mercy, the second SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view of the modern era. The show had a lot to live up to after Backlash and being set against everyone in America hate watching the debates. And first off, I'll say I thought the event was pretty good. I don't think it quite lived up to Backlash. I do think it had two fantastic matches on it. Mm. Um, I would have liked personally to see the Alexa Bliss segment just be her on the mic rather than her sort of stuffed into a program with Naomi, although I'm happy to see Naomi have something to do. Um, I like the fact that they let off with the championship match. At first, I was thrown by it because I watched it, the debates first, and then I went and watched it on the network. Oh. And it occurred to me, oh, of course, they're going to put this on beforehand. But it, I thought it was a great triple threat match. The Ziggler-Miz match was everything I wanted it to be. I, I might have ended it differently, but I think the way they did it was perfect. Mike, what stood out to you? There's only two good things, so that's that's that's, that's easy. That's easy. Well, the, the, what Luke stood Carper out was the two back. good things. So, the, Were you happy well, to see I, Luke I, I was, but then he made a face, and then Randy Orton turned around and got Sister <laughs> Abigail, and I don't really know. Like I did like it on SmackDown after they continued the story that okay, so this means that the Wyatt family is more vicious and stuff again, and they're going to win and do stuff. And I did like the Bray one. But I just thought that it was weird. He showed up, made that face. <laughs> I'd never seen the inside of Luke Harper's mouth before. It was very shocking. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, like you said, it was the two good things. There were the two good things. There was the the main event at the top, which I liked because I did want to watch that match, and I also wanted to watch the debate. So that worked out real well for me. Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, and then the Ziggler match, like you, I also would have probably ended it differently, but it was a fantastic match. And other than 
those two and the Alexa Bliss Naomi match because you just mentioned it. It's all I remember from the show. I don't remember what else happened at all. You don't remember Baron Corbin versus Jack Swagger? Battle oh, I, of the Hosses? I, I did remember. Okay, that happened. It was five um, seconds long. That's why you forgot. It was okay. very short. Oh, you know, and I also remember the end of the tag match because I was... I, yes. I like on SmackDown that they do things that make me smile. And every time Heath Slater and Rhino win a match, I find myself smiling. So kudos to Ryan Ward and the writers of SmackDown for keeping our smiles in their hearts. I agree with that. We won't lose our smiles. We won't. That's the one thing we <laughs> promised to you. The Smile down. Listeners. Smile down live. Smile down live. Smile, Smile down. down live. Coming to you Tuesday nights. Danielle, so the debates happened from 9 o'clock to 1030 in a three-hour pay-per-view. That means they had an hour on the front end and a half hour on the back end. There are a lot of people saying that the wrong match went on last. A lot of people thought that Ms. Ziggler would have been a better main event since they built that rivalry up almost as much, maybe even more, than the WWE title. So you blow that match off immediately to get people watching. You blow off that triple threat. Do you think that the better move would have been to have Dolph Ziggler and The Miz close the show? I think it's hindsight because everyone, we've already seen the debates. We knew what that was. Had the debates, I think, been as crazy as everyone was thinking they were going to be, and they were crazy, but everyone thought it was going to be like, you know, there were going to be chair shots and shit. Like, people thought that it would, like, the, the building was going to just explode and applaud, and, you know, everyone thought it was going to be nuts. Um, and at that point, then we all would have been watching Spin and people wouldn't have been paying attention. I think that they made the right move considering, you know, the amount of time that they had to make it. That's one of those things I'm not going to spend too much time, like, right. criticizing just because it's like, how can you predict? Like, how can you predict how that was going to go and how many people were going to come back? It turned out it was really easy for us to come back from because it was just, you know, it, it wasn't like as... Um, you know, other than like Ken Bone, it wasn't really Ken his Bo- like, right. Ken, Ken Bone, <laughs> the oh, Bone yeah. Zone. <laughs> it wasn't really as like memworthy or crazy as everyone thought that it was going to be, and not as many people watched it as they thought. Like everyone thought it was going to be watched more because of what had happened before with the tapes and everything. People sure. predicted um, a Category Five shitstorm, right? And it went down like category three. Yeah. yeah. And, but, and so what do you do at that point? You already closed the stores. Like it's not, you know, you close the stores. You told people to stay home. At that point, you're just doing what you can to mitigate the damage. Well, let's dig into the match a little bit more, okay? We're talking, of course, about the Intercontinental title match between Dolph Ziggler and The Miz. Ziggler coming out on top. We talked a lot about the buildup to the match and going off of crowd reaction. The match seemed to pay off. Mike, you've said before that you were not for Ziggler getting the IC title. I was not. But let's talk about someone that you have approved of. Who have I approved of? The Miz. Oh, I have. That's true. So where does The Miz go now that he's dropped the belt? I know we've had a SmackDown. It looks like that feud continues. Yeah, he started yelling at him, and it was good. So I guess they're going to continue that. But I don't... I got to say at this point, they've established enough goodwill in my heart Ryan Ward, who's my he's he's just my Valentine right now. I love him so much. He's a head writer of SmackDown. He used to write NXT. I am very open minded about where they will take the feud since they've chosen to continue to program them together. Dolph came out on SmackDown with the belt. It was a little stale already to me. I was waiting for a heel turn. I was kind of waiting for him to some, turn on the crowd you know, a some, I well, need a heel turn. I need a definitely <laughs> heel turn at the end of the night. It's got to be strong and it's got to be fast and probably has a chair. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. I thank you. No, you didn't. I thank you. Well, Danielle. 
now that the Ziggler tears have been shed and he's got a shiny new title, what do you think he should do to ensure he doesn't fall in those same traps? I mean, obviously that promo felt a little bit by rote. Mm-hmm. How would you book? How would you book things now? Moving forward, is the is the next match the blow off with Miz? Right. Who went like what? what book ahead a little bit. Have fun. Um, well, I will say if there's something that Dolph can do, is Ryan Ward married? Is he single? <laughs> can he fuck Ryan Ward? Because that I feel like would have a lot to do with how success. Is there an available McMahon? Uh-huh. <laughs> can he? I mean, I know Steph's kids are way too young, but like if we can find a McMahon cousin or something, is Linda lonely? <laughs> Those long, long nights. That would probably be the best way because it, it's it's a crack it's a crack shot. Um, and Dol- is, and Dolph's to always trying to fuck Renee on talking smack. Yeah, every you week, gotta which is stop, really weird bruh. too. That's yeah, really strange. Stop. That's yeah. Dean's girl. It is. That's rude. You know? That's disrespectful. He's probably standing there watching. Yeah, that's hella disrespectful. Uh. He's over there putting water in his hair, being like, oh, when I get a shower. <laughs> <laughs> trip, 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 trip. She's going to love this ponytail so much. I'm going to shake my head. It's going to spray everywhere. I'm going to look like a dog that just got in from the rain. Uh. But yeah, I don't... <laughs> But I, I mean, the thing with the Spirit Squad is fun, but I don't know how many weeks of that I have left. Oh, they got to be done. Yeah, it's fun, but it's only fun because I don't expect them to keep coming back. Right. So if it's now Dolph against the Spirit Squad, then what are we doing here? Like, what are we even? Let's stop the podcast. Wrestling's over. <laughs> they've, <laughs> they've ruined it. And not over in the good way. Not yeah. over not in the good, good way. way. The Matt Pocalypse. Sorry, re- re- wrestling's under. <laughs> All right. One final note from SmackDown, moving on from the Spirit Squad. James Ellsworth made his triumphant return to the blue brand, and he had a match against WWE World Champion AJ Styles with special guest referee Dean Ambrose. Despite the guy almost paralyzing himself by oh, tucking Jesus in his Christ. chin for the Styles I mean. Clash, check the gifts, watch the, the, the video replay. If you want to be horrified. If you want to be horrified. But it turns out okay, because AJ Styles is here to save us Do you all. know what the weird thing is? Yeah. If you watch it back... He had his head tucked, and then he untucked it. Well, Why would you do that? You don't have a chin. You have more maneuverability to turn your way down towards the mat. It's more of a lever. It's right. a lever. It was like an elastic move. Like he, yeah. it, it, right. He's it's like, a, oh, I'm fine. Oh, look, I've, I can just correct myself. I know I know my own face. That makes a lot more I sense. I know what's on it. It's a self-correcting invisible it chin. Is. It but is. In maybe the greatest upset since the one, two, three kid went over Razor Ramon in 1993, I think. Uh, Ellsworth got X-Pac the win. Fuck, I'm sorry. Razor they, Ramon. They loved that kid. James Ellsworth, though, getting back to the modern day one, two, three kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he got the win thanks to Dean Ambrose, and now he's get a title match next week. Oh, so great against AJ Styles. Yeah. More more Ellsworth, please. Yeah, any man with two hands. That's a chance. chance. I've been saying that all day long in my head, out loud. I've typed it places, <laughs> knocking it out of my head. Danielle, there's some quick money to be had in an an attraction like Ellsworth, but how fine a line should the booking crew walk to make sure that AJ keeps his heel cred while also maximizing Ellsworth's potential? Well, Ellsworth has to, like, he is one of those ones where you could make him the underdog because we still like him. In a sane world, Ellsworth does not beat AJ Styles. Mm -hmm. Like, that doesn't happen. And I think that there can be nothing more healy than the guy who's like, I'm here and I'm going to try, and then just getting thoroughly destroyed (laughs) by AJ Styles every time he does it. Um, Unlike with... It's not... Like, we're not over it yet. They can milk this thing and then have him get, like, one awesome 
lucky, never in a million years win if they decide that they want to keep him around. And he's over, so maybe they'll keep him and they'll, I don't know. I, it just, he, the only problem with him is I feel like if he's around doing the same kind of stuff for too long, he just becomes like stretched out hornswoggle. I don't mm. know what they're going <laughs> to. Well, speaking of keeping him around. Mike, are you hoping that the match next week is the last we see of Ellsworth in any title picture? No, I don't care. Either way. They can bring him back forever. They could not have him back again. I'll be fine. Either way, I love that he doesn't have any entrance music. Yeah. I love that he comes out with his hands up. Like, he's already, he's, he's victorious simply by being there. Yeah, I love it. I love that he doesn't have a chin. I love that he doesn't have a body. I love that he gets beat up. Um, and he keeps coming back. I loved him on Talking Smack, too. Um, and there's a lot of things they could do with him. They, could, I mean, I don't think any of them involve him getting a real win, though. But I think you could do things where, like, people start kind of using him as a puppet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he could, you know, get somebody could get in his head and make him try to do mean stuff. And he could still get beat up. I, there's a lot. There's a bunch of ways you can do, you know, ways you can go to keep him relevant, keep him around. And you don't, you know, or you don't have to because he's already beat the game by being on Yo. Raw and SmackDown yeah. like a bunch. And he's only 78 pounds. So he like beat all the game. He has. Uh-huh. So, you know, I think I think, you know, every every everything is fine. Whichever way, whatever way they decide to go with that, I'm down with well, here, here's my prediction. Any man with two hands is going to get beat so hard he'll shit his pants. Okay. <laughs> that rhymed. I like that. That's good. Now, I like it. as usual, Sunday's pay-per-view had to be followed by another three-hour show. Oh, God, it did, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, Monday Night Raw. No, thanks. The flagship. <laughs> now, this is the second time Sasha and Charlotte opened up the show only to be interrupted by someone. But this time, it was handled much better. Let's take a listen. Nobody cares about your stupid woman revolution. <laughs> it's so funny. And then hell in a cell from a... My title might be around her waist, but who the hell do you think you are? No one disrespects the queen. You want to face me inside hell in a cell? So now all three of the wrestlers in that segment will be in Hell in the Cell matches on October 30th. The full list is Sasha versus Charlotte, Roman Reigns versus the Bulgarian Wolverine Rusev, <laughs> and Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. So Danielle, would you say you're more excited or nervous to see Sasha Banks Misa and Charlotte? Sasha gonna die. <laughs> you, like we've proved that she doesn't always make the best decisions for her health oh, inside Jesus the Christ. ring. <laughs> no, you know she's gonna do a foley. She's gonna do anything that she can because she's insane. She's an insane woman who loves wrestling, and so she's going to do some stuff that she ain't got no business doing, and it's going to look great, and then they're going to pick up her body like a crumpled piece of purple foil, and they're going to cart her on. I'm like, I'm hoping that, I mean, if she's smart and just does like a couple of some, some like gecko shit where like you do like a little bit up and then go down and not be super crazy like one <laughs> table spot but just from halfway up but just like Sasha honey Sasha honey honey Sasha Sasha honey um, just please remember that you are made of uh, mostly bones <laughs> oh I'll put money on her going through the top 
I'll put money on her going through the top, like like Foley did. Like, but that was the second time. The No Way Out, not the not the King of the Ring. Like it'll be planned, but she'll take like the like. Oh, she will need to take. I don't. She won't. She, a collarbone's gonna go right through her eye. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be bad. Jesus Christ! And then suddenly she gonna have one eye. She's gonna look like that guy in RoboCop who fell into the toxic waste and oh. got hit by the car. That is what she'll look like, and I'm concerned because I, I, I think she's great. I'm a big fan. I so, don't know why they're doing that. Yeah, now let me ask you, Mike. There, there are a lot of people who believe that the Hell in the Cell's been watered down because of the WWE having so many of them over the years. Yeah. Do you think that that? Do you think it's a match that needs to be done? Even on an annual basis, no. how often do you use it's, it? It should it should be a plot device to service the story, not an event that they plan matches around. That's weird. I don't yeah. feel like like Roman Rusev maybe belongs in a Hell in a Cell, but only because it's been going on too long, not because it's really superheated in any way. It's like, uh, right. I guess we'll put y'all in a cage. I don't know, <laughs> right? And we'll put a top on it because that's what we do once a year is put all the match. You know, yeah. it's like and and Sasha and Charlotte. This is a feud, another feud that's been going on a long time, but I don't feel like they have had the match. Like, when you look at, like, Sasha and Bayley and the matches yeah. they were having in, like, NXT and the takeovers, there was this progression to how, like, the space between each match and, and the quality would go up. And they would, they they built a feud that, that put itself in those places organically. Right. I feel like the Sasha-Charlotte feud has not been given that much attention to be put at this stage already either, aside from the fact that Sasha is going to die. Sasha gonna die. Gonna yeah, die. I'm very concerned. Please oh. be safe, Sasha. Why would you rather have more matches than one great? Yeah, I, I. That's not. That's she. She goes all out. I get it. I just. It scares me. And I'm and, terrified. I like part of me doesn't even want to watch it. I am. I am. I'll let y'all tell me in gifts later. Highly concerned. Right. Yeah. Check BuzzFeed to see all the things that happened in the. Oh, hey, would you like to see how Sasha died? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. 20 in times the, the paramedics cried during their <laughs> Hell in a Cell match. No, it's I, but I agree with you. Like, it's the match that comes out sort of like ladder matches. When you have a ladder match even once a year, like now I know WrestleMania and hopefully not anymore, but the IC title will just be eight guys in the mid-card they don't have anything to do with who will get into a ladder match and it'll be entertaining because it'll have high spots in it, but there's no reason for that yeah. match to happen. There, the, the, It has to be like the ultimate blow-off to a match, like exactly. a cage, hell in the cell. Yeah. The elimination chamber they got rid of, which I'm okay with, because now the lasting memory, the last one they had was that intercontinental title match where, where Ryback got the title. Yeah, the Elimination Chamber was the dumbest thing. And I think that that was like Stephanie's baby and she's like, okay, y'all like cages? (laughs) 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 I'm gonna put more cages. (laughs) Put cages in the cage. (laughs) I'm gonna have a super cage. I'll put cages on your cage. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll have a match with Brian Cage in a cage (laughs) on top of a cage. It was like a cage inception and I know that was like her baby but it was like, yeah, no. It's one of those things where it's almost like because we expect to see ladder matches and because we expect to see a hell in a cell that's why they do it it's nothing that comes out of anything and then all of a sudden people are walking around with pieces of fence for no good reason for like <laughs> a month before and we don't know why Yeah, because they have to be like oh now all of a sudden everything's a stairs match because the stairs are in play like it never feels organic anymore it just feels like well y'all want this remember the attitude era guys right. didn't yeah. you like that well people will get hurt and speaking of injuries, this week it was announced that 
two WWE Women's Champions will be out for a bit. Uh, one is Becky Lynch, who was hospitalized for an undisclosed reason. Weird. And then yeah. Paige, who's out for 60 days, not because she's hurt, but because of a second violation of WWE's wellness policy. So focusing on Paige for a minute, Mike, we've said we were hoping for Paige to make a big splash when she gets back after her first suspension. Do you think this is a big hit to her star power? I mean, does she come back from this? I don't think she wants to come back from this. Really? Uh, there's a line of logic by which she's doing this on purpose so she can go be with Alberto and get out of that old contract. Um, there is a line of logic that says, I will fail these tests. They will let me go. Um, I don't know if that's really how it's going, but I mean, and but she keeps saying that it, the rules get applied to her differently, kind of making implications right. along those lines on social media, like, oh, some people get tested weirdly or some people get flagged for stuff that other people don't i don't know um I, at this point it seems like the relationship has got to be too strained to continue and it obviously she has you know will wishes to be elsewhere i know she needs to have surgery though right she needs to have neck surgery and i assume wwe needs to pay for that because i thought she had it already did she have it i think she had well, it. then i would that would definitely tip me to think that she's <laughs> definitely doing this yeah, on purpose she was, so you can get out of it. She was cleared to return. Oh, that's That right. was the story, but maybe she was oh, still hurt. Okay. And now if she keeps claiming that that it's because she didn't turn in her test on time or it was like a day late or Something an hour like late. It wasn't, she couldn't get to the place where it was supposed to be done, which seems to be a common refrain now. Yeah, there, unless there's you're Roman two, Reigns. my understanding, the first thing for her first one was that she that's why she got the first suspension was because they were doing random testing and she couldn't be back in time and missing a test is an automatic suspension and i don't know if wwe has commented on that they and i don't think they ever did come no on that and now this no. one she's saying that it was um a prescription that she had for um not having a neck it was her neck propping up pills right. and Maybe there was some whatever. And then her daddy was like, yeah, it's her pills. And then WWE was like, nah. Like, yeah, they released not... a statement this time. Yeah. yeah. Man, how bad's it got to be when WWE tells your dad, like, no? <laughs> <laughs> I'm having my dad call. And he's going to tell <laughs> I'm you. My dad put You'll this on see. Facebook. Well, then let's talk about Becky Lynch. So Danielle, she just became the champ. She was about to have her first pay-per-view defense of that title. And then she gets hurt. Were you disappointed to hear about Becky Lynch? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was definitely disappointed because it's always, and I've said this before, like it's always felt like of the three initial divas slash women slash revolution slash evolution ladies, she has always been kind of a step behind. Like they focused on her a lot at first when it was the SS and then when it was the whatever. Um, and then she had been taking a back seat for a while so it was really nice for her to be on smackdown and finally get some of that stuff you know get that belt get that get, get them stuck cuz did she was she ever NXT women's champion no. no no so she never had that that everyone else had so it was nice to get to see her be a champion and do that and now they're putting her on the back burner just like oh what is she, is she going to have to go up there and like do the sad speech no i think she'll be okay yeah. I think whatever it is, she'll be back. I'll tell you what I would like to see, though. I'd love to see her lose to Alexa Bliss, then Alexa Bliss go on a crazy long streak and have, have Becky chase the title. I, li yeah. I like her chasing the title as a face. I feel like as a heel, I like her having the title because she's a dominant. She'd be a dominant heel. As a baby face, like, she's clearly the best wrestler clearly. in that division. So it's not believable 
to me that somebody's going to beat her unless it's a fluke or they cheat. But I would like to see them lean into that. Mm-hmm. And just have her be the champion for like two years, like okay. something crazy like that. Mm. Like I would like to see them lean into her as the dominating figure, because uh, I think that if you if you have her lose, I think she's kind of closer than we think to like a little bit of that Dolph Ziggler territory, right. where like she's mm-hmm. been messed over so many times um, that if you if you make her lose again, then it's kind of you start to get a little bit of that loser stink. Yep. You know, yeah, I want to. I want to have some winner stink. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of winning, the latest wrestling video game WWE 2K17 launched this week, and all the reviews are really positive. A lot of people are enjoying making a match between Goldberg and Lesnar that'll be better than the actual match at Survivor Series. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything I don't care about more than Lesnar versus fucking Goldberg. That was the most sincere (laughs) animalistic sound of disappointment I've ever heard in my life. And little do you know, but the special guest referee is going to be James Ellsworth. So, (laughs) shows you, he'll finally get his revenge on Lesnar. How great would that be? Bring him in and have him fast count Lesnar. Oh, God. And and, then Lesnar can just toss him into the eighth row. That'd be fantastic. That's dope. Do that. (laughs) Give me the book, Raw. Give me the book. Come on. Hand it over. So, just moving to the video game world, favorite wrestling video game of all time. I'll, I'll go first. Mine is the second of the SmackDown. I think it was SmackDown Know Your Roll was the second one mm-hmm. for PlayStation. First of all, it was the first one that, have, that had Kurt Angle in it. It was also the first one to have Chris Jericho in it, which was great. And also, the, the THQ stuff was, was fantastic. Loved it. When The Rock would do the people's elbow, the first time he delivered it, he took off the right elbow pad and threw it into the crowd. Second time, the left. The third time, he reached for the right and noticed he didn't have it. And then shrugged and then continued to do the people's elbow. Beautiful. Fantastic little <laughs> details like that made a great game. That That is my favorite of all time. Mike? WCW NWO Revenge. Really? That's the one. That, uh, it's the one. It, honestly, I had had a gap in wrestling from when I was a child to when I was a freshman in college. And I walked into somebody's room and they were playing this fantastic wrestling video game where people were doing all these moves that I thought looked gloriously <laughs> violent. And then there were names I knew like, you know, Hogan and Savage. And then there was people like like Scott Steiner. But Scott Steiner's not blonde. Like, what's <laughs> going on here? <laughs> and all of that stuff, like it, all of that, like in the video game engine and how like you could hit the stick and it would make them kick out of everything. But everybody didn't know that. So like <laughs> it was like a little secret. That, I don't know. I, I really I enjoyed the game mechanics a lot. And it got me back just because a lot of the movesets that were on display in that game were stuff that I had never seen. And the fact that that was a reflection of things that were actually Actually happening on television, I was ju- I jumped back in at that point. So, oh, cool. revenge, wow. revenge on mine. That, that first SmackDown was what got me back into wrestling during the Attitude Era. Mm. So there you go, same thing. Oh, cool, Danielle. You're, um, you're a former. You've been in the video game industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used Bring to us. be the assistant manager of selling video games, and so of course I'm going to be that asshole who names like some weird Japanese game. Fire Pro. Fire Pro. Yeah, <laughs> Fire Pro. Yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah. I've never Come played. On. I've never even seen it. It's so much fun and obviously it's not like you know it's not dudes that look like dudes that you know or anything but you can make anyone and you can give them anyone's move sets i don't know it just feels like a fun kind of a throwback i don't even know when the last one came out um but the engine is so like 
I don't know, it's just fun and it feels like a fun game and you can make characters and I've made a million different Danielles, but they didn't they didn't have an engine that made a butt big enough. <laughs> if they make a new one, maybe they'll tackle the butt issue. Get the butts right, Fire Pro. Get the butts. Get the correct. butts right. Fix Yo, your WWE butt modeling. 2K17 just got the butts right for Nia Jax. Now all I gotta do is face swap. <laughs> Thank you for helping my life. I thought for sure you were gonna say no mercy. Oh, I loved No Mercy. No oh, Mercy do not was get me wrong. Awesome. No Mercy was dope. Yeah. But see, I felt like all of those are pretty button mashy, mm. which don't get me wrong, I love a button mash game because mm. I love video games, but I'm terrible at them. <laughs> like I'm as good at wrestling video games as I would be at wrestling. Like I am, I am awful. Um so but I, I just I don't know. There's something about the precision of the Fire Pro games. And again, the fact that you can create a character and make them anyone. You can make a Hulk Hogan and you can have them fight whoever you want. You can make, you know, if anybody wants to make a big butt Danielle Fire Pro character. <laughs> careful. You be careful there. You might you might you might get some stuff That's back. That's a true story. I forget about the internet all the <laughs> yeah, time. No. I was gonna say uh post your but don't don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Let Danielle decide what the size of her butt should be in a video game. Exactly. That's not your business. It is not. Back off. <laughs> I'll tell you what is your business. You can come share your opinion on the stories we talked about or bring up something we didn't. All you have to do is join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tights fights. How much is the WWE Network worth to you? If a new rumor ends up being true, you might have to decide soon. We're talking about that next on Tights and Fights. Are you easily confused by terms like cultural appropriation, cisgender, and woke? Or maybe you find yourself constantly explaining terms like these and you need a place to vent. Do you have a love for all things pop culture, social commentary, and politics? Sounds, Sounds like, like you, you need, need Minority Corner. Corner. Where you can learn, laugh, and play. Sounds like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, gay, and ladylike. James and Aneke will happily administer your weekly dose each and every Friday. You can listen on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcast. Minority Corner. With a K. Because the C was taken. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. With me in the booth to talk about all things wrestling are... Danielle Radford. And... Michael Eagle. Every week we like to take a look at one particular corner of the wrestling world that deserves extra attention. This is our main event. The WWE Network has changed how we consume wrestling. There's more content than anyone could possibly take in, and more gets added every week. And for the longest time, WWE has advertised it for one price, $9.99. What you gonna pay? You don't remember this? I don't remember this either. It was oh. very upsetting. You don't remember when this was used as a song in a late 90s teen romance? No. No, no. it just what it sounds like. It just sounds like that. Oh, 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 oh. And they're like, she's taking it like, here, get these tights and jeans and a vest, and you'll be ready for the dance. I've got blonde dreadlocks. Oh, God. I'm a character in this, too. So, so that is the song that they were using. During during shows, it was an in-show promo. I, I think this is what I DVRs just, have done to advertising. I think I blocked that out. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that did. dark phase between Jim Johnston and CFOs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody got fired swiftly ah, after no, that. CFO wrote that. No! It's a CFO song! It's a CFO song! Can we slow jam that? 
Yeah, you know what it should have been? I think it should have sounded like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's only $9.99 per month. The network's $9.99 per month. Yeah. All right. So it was $9.99. But this week... An image has been making the so rounds. so fast if Hal's version right. was this. I don't need to order that right now. Early adopter. I would have got it the first day. Girl, you know it's only $10. <laughs> oh, no, wait. We removed a penny. <laughs> now you're only spending $9.99. So this, this week, an image has been making the rounds that suggests that the WWE may be looking to move to a new tiered system for the network. Depending on the amount of content you want to consume, it could be as cheap as free or as much as fourteen ninety nine. Um, I don't like tiered pricing. I don't like four tiers at all. But I'm going to tell you what you get with each level. So for free, you can watch video clips that are less than five minutes each. You get five hours per month to watch archived material. So it's 30 days after the end you can watch live events. You get access to the 24-7 stream of scheduled programming. That does not include pay-per-views, NXT, or the Cruiserweight Classic, which would imply they're going to continue with that next year. You get all full commercials. You watch on all devices. That's it. That's stupid. <laughs> Next level. Okay. For four ninety nine. Like it. Four ninety nine. You get the big four pay per views. So you get WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, and SummerSlam. You get pre recorded weekly NXT. I don't know what difference that would make. Because they're going to do a live one. Limited commercials. And you can only watch it on your phone and tablet. I don't know why they would restrict you. All of a sudden, at the four ninety nine level, that seems dumb. That makes me think this could be fake, or that they they have a really bad marketing department <laughs> that's come up with this shitty ass. Oh, I know. Pricing. Let's take things away from yeah. people. You know, when you pay, you can only watch it on your hand via a series of drawings by a guy we hired to come to your house. So at nine ninety nine, at nine ninety nine, you get all the pay per views. You get to watch live NXT TakeOver events. You get to watch NXT live. You get to watch the Cruiserweight Classic when it it comes back. Limited commercials. Watch on all devices. I think the most exciting part about that is the idea that they would start doing NXT live. Yeah. Yes. Instead of editing it. And maybe it's just because now that they're doing so much jacking from the indie scene, they're like, oh, we can do this live now. Yeah. We don't have dudes like we don't have dudes who've never wrestled before that we just got from like football. We yes. can actually start making this a live show. And it yeah. probably helps. That probably helps the training too, because if they're if they're training and producing them for an edited television show now, when all of their options on the main roster are live television, it's probably like a really crazy learning curve there too. Yeah. So it's better that they start it now. Yeah. Now here's what happens at fourteen ninety nine. Fourteen ninety nine. Here's what we add. We add um, fan perks, including early event ticket access. I want it. Offline content download. I want it. Small group online chats. I also want it. I do not want that. I want it all. You want to talk to other internet wrestling fans? Occasionally after a pay-per-view, I would love to know what other people thought. You have my phone number. Okay, you're (laughs) right. Just call me. You're right, you're right. Mike, you know we have a podcast where we break down (laughs) wrestling every week. But it takes days for us to get here. (laughs) Sometimes I need to know right now. (laughs) Now we're getting into this is some bullshit fake image territory, okay? One of the other fan perks is Hall of Fame voting. Want it? Nope. I want it. Does not happen. So what? Let me dream. I did, I'm just going to vote for Cindy Lauper every year until they get her in. Fine. There you go. You can do it for $14.99. I'm going to vote for the, the natural Butch Reed. You know? <laughs> oh, shit. Why not? 
But there are also deluxe fan perks. Why would they break out the fan perks if they're only available at the fourteen ninety nine? To make me Call happy. Call them bullshit. Second screen content, you get that anyway. Now right that now. I don't want. Invites to exclusive in person VIP meetups. Yes. How much are those? $14.99. Oh, oh, how much do you have to pay to go to the events? Who knows? But here's the biggest one. You get access to independent wrestling content, such as TNA and Ring of Honor. Now, okay. So wanted. Here's here's how we're, here's, I'm going to, I want to debunk this, but here's where I think maybe it's true. Recently, I think it was either on Talking Smack or might have been during the pay-per-view, somebody referred to AJ Styles as a former TNA champion. Yep. Talking, talking Smack. It was, was Dan- talking yeah, smack. Daniel Bryan said, <clears throat> you are a former TNA champion. This is when AJ Styles was on. And it can't Great. be a mess up. They've tried so hard not to put those three yeah. letters together no in that order. No way on no. earth would he say that by mistake. No way, no way, nope. no way. So The only one who does that is Nate. Yeah. Only Nate or Scott Steiner. <laughs> well, or yeah. um, oh, they don't even mistakes with Scott Steiner. Oh man, <laughs> who? Just... Why can't I? Oh, Sid, of course, or Sid, or Sid, or the Sid. ruler of the world. buddy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I need to take that again. <laughs> so, so those are all. Those are all the pricing tiers. Obviously, I would go fourteen ninety nine personally, but. Do you think that these are the actual pricing tiers? Does this feel doctored to you? Because I look at it and I just see enough stuff. It's like getting an email that's almost a good spam email and they misspell a, like the one word. word. Penis. Yeah. They misspell the word penis. They, you're like, oh, good. oh, finally a penis email. And then they spell it like P-E-A-N-U-S. You're like, oh, man. I thought Whoa. I had a good penis email. This was a good day for me. <laughs> until I realized this email was fake. So do you think it's real, yes or no? I think it's very real. I think, well, I, th- I think it's real that they are considering plans like that. I think that they're at a point where they've realized that the number of subscribers they have is probably the numbers of, of subscribers they're going to have. They only have right. two and a half million people even watching the television show, yeah. and it's for free. Mm-hmm. So, for free. And they're, they're selling the network to like a million and two I think right now like 1.2 million or something like that that's they're probably thinking that's where it is and you know they're they're a publicly traded company they have to increase profits every quarter and the only way to do that is to raise the price and I think that they know that they have to increase the value somehow and I think having network content from nine WWE companies is the best way to do that because their core audience is us smarks and we want to see all the stuff and all the places where the cruiserweight people came from and yeah. all of the, the small like maybe they'll get PWG on there or that's something what crazy I was just like thinking yeah. like right. not because you know the PWG they sell DVDs and right. they sell best ofs but I would say that after about a year of the DVD coming out it's no longer right. people ain't buying it so they could do it where it's like okay well Along with stealing all of your talent, we will also buy up your library. But for the first year of a DVD being out, that's yours. Right. Or something like that. that, Some kind of deal where it works out. Right. And there's also Evolve. Evolve's not mentioned here, but they have a very strong relationship with Evolve. Yep. Yep, So there's no reason why they wouldn't have those done. Here's another question. This is, see, this gets my marketing brain going. That's my degree is in marketing, if you guys did not know. Is what I hold a college degree in, which is very difficult to attain. You just Our to... show should be much more successful. You know, <laughs> no, I didn't no. say I was good at it. Oh, I said okay. I got a degree. <laughs> All right. Those things are like toilet paper in the 90s. They just, that was what everybody okay. was getting. I had to admit in a deposition today that I'm not good at acting. So. <laughs> oh, no. 
What is your life? <laughs> so, so upsetting. Do you do you think? I mean, I just want to unpack that. I know, me too. So many questions. A lot of questions about this. Oh, the restraint that I'm showing right now. Yeah. We're, we're going to forage on, oh. for me, from a marketing standpoint, what makes it, like the four ninety nine doesn't seem like it appeals to anybody. I would say you go free and have it be very limited content, then nine ninety nine, and then fourteen ninety nine because the fourteen ninety nine will bring in, you're really going at indie fans with this play. Like, wh- what does that $5 fee get you? Uh, you know, we, when we when we listed through there, I go, well, if I'm a casual wrestling fan, this is not going to let me catch up. I can mm. only watch it on phone or tablet. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> that seems like it should be switched in that image. Right. Yeah. I almost wonder if that's, if maybe once they do do the tiered, they're hoping at that point that they can do less of these free months and do it more where it's like, okay, well, it's a big month. So instead of giving WrestleMania away, right. if you want it, you could have it for five bucks and you can look at it on your tablet on your phone instead of just doing what they do now where every time there's one of the big four they just give a month away and so maybe that's their way of being like well we gotta stop doing that but here's how we can still for the people who are just gonna watch for one of the big four pay-per-views they can still give us some money and then kind of watch it you know i guess at this point they're how many years into this? Two, maybe. Two? Yeah, yeah, we're two, two years in, and yeah. they have so much market data now for or user data for how people are using the network, and it would seem maybe people are dividing themselves along this category. Like there's people who voraciously watch everything, there's people who only watch pay per views, and and it, you know it would make some sense that they offer different ways, and then also. You know, I guess with with a, with a plan or service like this, you kind of want to always be in a position to kind of up be able to upsell people. Yeah. Yeah, because I would say, like, if I was a more casual fan than someone who has a podcast about wrestling, um, and I was like, oh, I want to watch, you know, I want to watch WrestleMania, I might pay five bucks for WrestleMania, considering it used to be fitty. Right. I might yeah. do that. I might say, like, I'll pay five bucks and then just watch it on my phone or on my tablet and then cancel it as soon as it's over. That's like, what, a cup of coffee? That's like yeah. a cheeseburger now? I would do that. Because there's still people, like, with UFC that, okay, so they have their fight pass thing that's yeah. like, I don't know how much, how many dollars a month. Nine ninety nine, Possibly. <laughs> but um, there's people like myself, like I only wanted to watch UFC because Brock was fighting. And right. I paid like 40 bucks or something like that to watch Why? that fight. You know, Because I wanted to see it. I wanted to see Brock Lesnar fight somebody for real oh. in 2016, you know. <laughs> um, and, and I think that they do realize that they're missing out on some revenue that way as well. Right. Well, if you're a network subscriber already, we're going to give you three things you can watch on it while it's still 9.99. That's coming up on Fights and Fights. Hello. I am comedian and television writer Guy Branham, and every week on Pop Rocket, I host a fun freewheeling conversation about all the aspects of pop culture you love to love with my friends and co-panelists. Digital strategist Winter Mitchell. Journalist Margaret Wappler. Academic and DJ Oliver Wang. And you guys, this conversation is not just something we do privately. It's available to you through the information superhighway. So please, subscribe to Pop Rocket on iTunes or at MaximumFun.org. Welcome 
back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. With me in the booth are... Danielle Radford. And... Michael Eagle. To finish the show, we're going to put over three things from wrestling that we thought were funny or interesting. We call it the three count. Danielle, kick us off. What do you want to put over? Okay, so I'm going to put over... This was something that a fan got and posted onto their Instagram. It's just more Kevin Owens being Kevin Owens. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Darn that Kevin Owens. So um, it was during his match um, against... um, uh, uh, Seth Rollins, Kobe yeah. Perez uh, against Seth Robbins. <laughs> I couldn't think of his name. Kobe and Lopez. Kobe Lopez. Thank you. And then I did the shitty thing where you say their real name like we're friends. We're not friends. <laughs> we could be friends. But Hello. <laughs> oh, not hey. sexy. Just like talking. So um, in this clip, someone is yelling at him. One of the fans from behind the car- barricade up by the ramp. Um, decides it would be really smart to heckle Kevin Owens, and then Kevin Owens says something really funny and clever that I liked because I'm a child. Get back to Canada! Get back to Canada! I'll go back to Canada. You go back to screwing your sister, you stupid. So mean. <laughs> it's so mean. It's so good. And if you watch the clip on that dude's Instagram, you can see the moment where Kevin Owen goes, "Oh, I got something," right. and like turns yeah, yeah, back yeah. around. And the co- and the comedian in me, when dealing with a heckler, I know that feeling when it's like you're just gonna plow on, but then you find something that you can say that ain't gonna get you in trouble, and so you say it. And so, um, uh, you know, comic to wrestler, I see you. Isn't that amazing, Noah? Yeah. For him to be in that position to have. 40 people shouting things at him just in that short radius. And for that thing to cut through and to stick with him that couple of seconds, (laughs) that's kind of amazing. Yeah, Mike, what are you going to put over? James Elworth some more? Sure. Yeah, Yeah. man. I just love that match this week. Like I said, I love how he comes out with no music. I love how he's got his hands up already. I love that they had Dean Ambrose be the referee. I love that they had him take the referee's shirt off in the ring and put it on himself. I love how he had 50,000 things in his pockets and he gave them all to AJ to hold who's standing there feeling (laughs) insane. I love how he like checked AJ extensively was like feeling him up and groping him like TSA like he made him stretch weird like I was really into all of it and the whole all the overbooked elements of him like talking to the girl outside of yep. the outside of the ring and and taking a phone call when he's supposed to be um, checking to see if Ellsworth tapped out. I just really in, like. I just found myself laughing out loud over and over again during the course of that match. I just wanted to put that over. That was really great. Just pinned the WWE World Champion. Don't you dare say that, David. You can't. I saw it. JBL is so mad. He's so mad. Just defeated the WWE World Champion. His music is Dean Ambrose's music. He's in Melrose. He doesn't have a chin. James Elver doesn't have music of his own. <laughs> Any man with no chins has a fighting chance. Any man. All right, as for me, I'm going back to SmackDown. I really thought hard. I wanted to get back on the Jericho train mm-hmm. and put over his stuff with Kevin Owens this week on Raw because I always want to put over anything Jericho does of course. for the rest of the time. But I loved the the opening segment with, with Ziggler and Miz, not because of Ziggler, but because of Miz. Because they continue, he he is working harder than anybody in the company to keep a title over and relevant. Yeah, and he yeah. did exactly that with his mic time um, this past Tuesday night. So let's listen. 
Because Sunday a championship wasn't just lost. It was the death of the Intercontinental title. 188 days. No matter how much Daniel Bryan threw at me, how many chances he gave, I was the one to bring the prestige back to that title. Not you, not him, not any of them, nobody but me. I was the one that brought the prestige back to that title, making it the most prestigious title on SmackDown Live. Boy, I hope they get that title back on him soon. He cannot hold that title long. I wanted him to break that. I think that that's what upset me the most. Like, I'm glad Ziggler is still around. <laughs> but I... <laughs> well, he's, look, he's a good hand, and they, they're, they're using him well right now. He certainly needs to be freshened up. Absolutely. This is maybe the apex of this version of Dolph Ziggler for now. And also, I ain't trying to get nobody fired. Everybody got to eat. Yeah, everybody. That. Everybody ain't nowhere else eat. to eat. You gotta, you <laughs> ain't nowhere else to nowhere. eat. Ain't nowhere else the to eat. TNA buffet is officially closed. <laughs> but then the great thing will be after he has it for that long, when James Ellsworth beats him for it, the crowd will mm. just go bananas. Yeah. I mean, James Ellsworth has been doing a steady diet of steroids for that long, and I think it could work <laughs> out. Man. No, he's gonna go on a diet and be thinner. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> That does it for this week on Tights and Fights. It's like a witch's curse. Be like, <laughs> I dub the thinner. Be like, I dub the Ellsworth. <laughs> like negative weight. Like <laughs> We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. Our hosts are Daniel Radford and Open Mike Eagle along with me, Hal Lublin. Our producer slash man behind the glass is Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Colin Anderson. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music as well. He will be in Houston and Chicago this week. Go to MikeEagle.net for more info. Catch him live, will you please? Oh, yeah. Rapping at your face, yeah. Rapping at your face. (laughs) (laughs) Remember to tell all your fellow Marks about the podcast and give us a kind review on iTunes. If you're only listening to the show, you're not getting the full Tights and Fights experience. Join us on Facebook and Twitter to tell us what's on your mind with anything related to wrestling. Facebook.com slash group slash Tights Fights and at Tights Fights on Twitter. We'll be back next week to talk about even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Fights. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.